It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, loaded last segment for you. We're going to get the best of the best. We've also got the giving of the gifts is the final word. I can't wait for this football game. That's all I'm telling you. This football game is right now, it's a push with Christmas Day, actually. Um, let's go best of the best. This week's best of the best. This game's got it all, Boomer. Physicality. We got a disrespect card being played. Might be the top two teams in football. It is the San Francisco 49ers. Five-point favorites hosting the Baltimore Ravens. So let's just start. Make a case for the Ravens because I can't. I can't – I just – I feel like the Niners are a monolith. Well, Make they, the case. All right, the case for the Ravens is the way that Lamar Jackson has played the last few weeks. Now he's gotten his wide receivers more involved. Uh, they do not miss Mark Andrews as Isaiah Likely has really picked up the slack at the tight end position. Uh, Lamar is doing what Lamar did his, his – basically every year he's been a, a player, but his MVP season, like he's, he's the dual threat quarterback that drives defenses crazy. The thing about the 49ers and their defense is that they have speed, and they have speed on the defensive side of the football that can come at you from the edge, they can come at you from linebacker, and they can come at you from safety. So – there's enough speed to match up, and I love this matchup from a 49ers defensive perspective. I think they'll get turnovers in this game, and I don't think that the Ravens defense, while it's good, I don't think it's great. This is not the Ravens of 2000. I mean, they're they're a solid defense, but, you know, the Rams should have beat them. Uh, the Browns went in there and beat them, so this is on the road now. It's in, uh, you know, obviously uh, out there in uh, Frisco, and I just think that the 49ers, like you, uh, are clearly the best team in the NFL and the most balanced team. So uh, I'm, I'm there with you, man. I just I don't trust Lamar in a game like this against a team that is just playing so great offensively. Here's the other thing, too, is, is look, the front, it speaks for itself. But I remember when we talked about San Francisco and Philadelphia, and, and, and you and I had this conversation about the linebacker level and how guys like Greenlaw and Werner and the lateral quickness, the sideline to sideline, yeah. how in, it, it – I hate saying it negates a mobile quarterback, but it's as close as you can get to erasing it. And in this game, yeah, there's no free rides. And those guys, they find a way. Lamar does a great job not getting hit. These guys find a way to hit you. They find a way. They just, bang, they're on you. I think it's a huge advantage. And then when you look at how the Niners are going to play, the physicality, that run scheme, I'm with you. Ravens are a good defense, but I don't think they're great. And if you're not great, I don't know how over 60 minutes you hold up on what is just an all-out assault on your defense by Shanahan. Laterally, vertically, uh, the eye candy pre-snap. And look, we're not going to get into an argument with Purdy because I know this is your favorite player on earth. But yes, Shanahan's going to be able to set him up for success and just dial up that five or six throws he needs from him a game. I hate saying it because I feel like I'm too enamored with this team. But, Boomer, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the Niners late at five. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Mike, and uh, I, I just can't believe, like, over the last, like, three or four weeks we're arguing whether or not Brock Purdy is, like, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, people who have never played the position can't appreciate the complexities of the position, especially when it's being played the right way. And, you know, it's shocking to me that you know, somebody like Cam Newton would somehow try to insult certain quarterbacks and in the way that they play when he should know better than anybody 
just how difficult it is to run an offense. And, you know, Brock Purdy's a great athlete. He he makes off-platform plat- throws, and, you know, he doesn't run around like a, a, a crazy person out there on the field like sometimes Jalen Hurts does. I wish Jalen Hurts would play the position more like he yes. did last year and play it more like Brock Purdy does. Look, I'm guilty. I just don't want to be thrown in the bucket with Cam Newton. I'm just guilty that I think he has such a wonderful setup. He's clearly a nice player. He's a good player. But look, Boomer, hold on. You love Mahomes. Nobody loves Pat Mahomes. You know him off the field and obviously on the field. He's the best quarterback in football. I'm not saying it's a crime that Purdy's not Mahomes. All I'm saying is he's not Mahomes. I can't do this MVP stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's uh, Mahomes. I'm not saying that. But I will say this, and I said this on the NFL today last week, and I'll say it again here this morning. Uh, what I believe is that they are a mirror image of the late 80s, early 90s 49ers. They had a great coach in Bill Walsh. They had a great tight end in Brent Jones. They had a great running back in Roger Craig. They had a great fullback in Tom Rathman. Of course, they had the greatest wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice, right. and John Taylor to go along with him. And then they put this guy from Notre Dame behind center who was drafted in the third round, and his name was Joe Montana. Now, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is Joe Montana, but I'm saying there are a lot of similarities here with the situation Joe Montana had as well as Brock Purdy. Now, Brock Purdy is going to have to go on for the next 14 years and go win three or four Super Bowls if he wants to be mentioned in that breath. But I'm just saying nobody ever called Joe Montana a game manager. They just called him the greatest of all time. And it's the same type of offense. It's the same type of rhythm. It's the same type of synchronicity. It's the same type of players. And you know what? The most important player on every football team is that quarterback, and he's the one that makes everything go. And if you ask the players that he plays with, whether it be George Kittle or Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel, they will tell you that he is the guy that puts the ball where it's supposed to be put and plays the position the way it's supposed to be played. So I love the kid. He is the odds-on favorite for me anyway to be the MVP. But I will say this. Lamar wins this game, Dak wins his game, or Tua puts up big numbers down there against Dallas. You know, those are the four people, maybe along with Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill, that are going to go, that are going to be in the MVP conversation. And look, in a way, it's a perfect segue to the giving of the gifts. That's my first gift to Boomer. I gave him an ability to just riff on his favorite player, Brock Purdy. <laughs> so Merry Christmas. All right, let's get to the final word, the giving of the gifts. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. All right, nice and easy. Send you into the holidays. Alternating gifts. It's, it's the NFL. It's week 16. A lot has happened. We want to offer gifts. Some serious, some not. It's my first gift is a one-way ticket to space for Sean Stellato, uh, the agent of, of Tommy DeVito. Your party city outfit, all this nonsense, yeah. you're in arguments, your hardline in pizzerias. Hey, right here, right to space, pal. Boomer, your first gift. Uh, it's going to be to Zach Wilson. It's going to be New York-related uh, as well. I am going to buy him a plane ticket out of New York uh, and say good riddance, goodbye, and go try to get your your uh, your career restarted, hopefully in Minnesota. My gift is for Nick Chubb. And in the words of the immortal Forrest Gump, magic legs, <laughs> a new leg preferably put on correctly so Nick Chubb can come back and win comeback player of the year next year. Great player, good dude, 
horrific injury. I can't wait to see him healthy next year. I love the guy. Okay, Bryce Young, here's my gift to you. It's a gift certificate to Chili's. You got to put some weight on, kid. You got to grow up and you got to get into the weight room and you got to do exactly what one of your former teammates did, and that's Tua Tonga Bailoa. Build your lower half, become a man, become more mature, and put about 10 to 15 pounds of fat and weight on and become a real NFL player. Yeah, no, and you know what? You're right. It is from a physicality, forget about the height, physicality standpoint, he's so slight, Boomer. Yes. You, you 100% agree. All right, my next gift uh, is for Tyreek Hill. Uh, it's a vasectomy uh, or, or, or or prophylactics of some kind. I, come, on. come on. Three kids in four months while you're married? That's a tad much, Tyreek. Let's power it down. Your financial advisor's online, too. Oh, my God. Boomer. I don't have much money left. I can tell you that. Buddy, keep dividing by half. You see where this is going. Remember, I remembered uh, Shannon Sharp told me that 1994 was a very interesting year for him. That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. All right. Um, you know, I know you have one for Bill Belichick. I have one for Bill Belichick. I'm going to send him to L.A., and I'm going to let him become the head coach of Justin Herbert, which is also, in turn, a Christmas gift for Justin Herbert because I'm hoping that he would bring Josh McDaniels with him and turn Justin Herbert into a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Yeah, and, and again, both gifts can work. See, this is great. It's multiple gifts for Bill. I, mine was, you know what, and maybe I'm wired different, Boomer. He's done it all. He's said it all. It's a yacht. Go enjoy your life, man. Just just enjoy something that doesn't have to do with a football field. And the sun. I don't know. A daiquiri. Something, man. Just go enjoy yourself. But Boomer's right. You'll coach. I oh, know this. Yes, he will. All right, so here's my next gift. My next gift is to Bears fans out there. Now, mm. I, I like the way that Justin Fields has been playing. I appreciate it. I know he's trying. He's busting his ass. And he looks great. And I think they're going to end up trading him. And my gift to you guys is Caleb Williams. And you can finally have that quarterback at the top of the draft that everybody in football thinks is a can't-miss player. So my gift to you is the number one overall pick, Caleb Williams. Where does where does Fields end up? How about Atlanta? Yeah, how about does Atlanta with a new coach down there, a little too? Bit? Yeah, how does about Atlanta? Is, yeah. Feels it's good. Exciting. Yeah. I don't mind that. Okay. My next gift, look, the holidays are often a time where we fill people's hearts with joy. I'd like to fill Kadarius Tony's head with what's missing. It's called a brain. <laughs> Kadarius, you're massively talented. Get it together. Figure it out because the only thing that holds Kadarius Tony back is the five inches between his ears. Let's put something in there other than like cheese kernels. <laughs> Now I know why you reacted the way you did when I said this was going to become the Kadarius Tony coming out party this week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Carry I, on, Boomer, your next gift. Uh, all right, so my, my next gift uh, would be to Patrick Mahomes. And that gift, although he doesn't really need any gifts, is as he gave all of his uh, offensive linemen, I think, golf carts this week. Um, my gift to you, Patrick, is a, a real wide receiver, somebody – that is a difference maker because you have done all the heavy lifting. I know that Travis Kelsey is a big part of what you do, but you need somebody like a Tyree Kill that can take some of the pressure off of you because you have stood tall in the face of everything this year. You had one snap moment, and I understand that because we're all emotional, but I wish I could give you a great top-end wide receiver for 2024. 
Any names bouncing around? I can't say Devontae Adams because it's in division. It's too much would, money, too, I think. Yeah. Who, you, How about you T. Higgins? I would love to see him with T. Higgins. I'll give you one, and I – look, I, I view the salary cap as fake. I just feel like teams just create money in creative ways. What about D.K. Metcalf? He don't seem happy in Seattle, brother. No, he doesn't. Um, you know, I, I – uh, well, D.K. – that's interesting. I like T. Higgins better, actually. Okay. No, that's fine. I was just – I'm thinking about availability. Um my next, my last gift is this. This is for fans. It's for Boomer. It's for Planet Earth. Competent, full-time officials, more expedited reviews, and please simplify some of the rules, okay? That's my gift. We just want to watch the games, not Dean Blandino with his loosened tie and telling us nothing. I just want to watch the games. You know, Dean Bland, you know, Gene Steratore, Jerry Austin, uh, these guys all have families. They all have jobs, and they try to do the best they possibly can to explain the madness that is happening in front of us. And I, too, uh, second that. I hope that we can somehow, some way, end the frustration of having to watch games and wait for flags to see whether or not those flags are going to determine games, especially in the fourth quarter or in overtime. So I'm right there with you, Mike. So I, I, I can only hope that in 2024 and through the playoffs, I might add, that we improve that part of it. All right. With that, Merry Christmas to you, Booms. Merry Christmas, Scones. I know Eddie Scazzeri, his Yule will rule. It's exciting. And we will talk to you next week. Another remote deal. Then we're back live in January. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.